This is a no-fluff podcast created for busy women. We are Bailey and Brianna. We are dedicated to helping women break up with dieting and rethink the way you look at food, sharing the real secret to fat loss, learning how your body actually works. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to navigate BS diet culture and empower you to feel confident with your food choices so that you can sustainably reach your goals. Take a quick sip and welcome to Mocktail Minute. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Mocktail Minutes. This is Bailey. And this is Brianna. Today, I am drinking, so Drink Wholesome actually just came out with a new electrolyte powder, so I'm trying their blueberry one. And then I'm actually going to try and make it into a warm, kind of fallish drink with cinnamon and everything, so stay tuned for that reel. Ooh, that'll be fun. I'm doing Element again. I have the raspberry flavor this morning. I think it's my second favorite. Watermelon is by far my favorite, but I keep doing this thing where I buy like the sample packs because I'm like, oh, there's too many to try. And then there really is just a few that's like my favorite. Do you like the chocolate salt flavor one? So I haven't tried that one, but my husband really likes it, but he loves chocolate. Yeah. See, I'm not a huge chocolate person and I can't, I don't enjoy it just by itself, like mixed in with water like you do the other ones. I put it in a smoothie one morning. I did like half of one in a smoothie wasn't terrible. Yeah, I feel like that would taste good in smoothie. Yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know if I could get down with, like, water and chocolate. Yeah. So, life updates. I feel like nothing crazy has happened, honestly, in this past week. I feel like I've just been busy helping people out. have a full client load now, so that's exciting. (laughs) Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing for me either. It's been a quiet, like, week or so, which... I feel like it's going to change quickly here with the holidays coming up. But yeah, no big like... Well, I guess um, October Metabolism Makeover started and I feel like it's going super well. Like I don't want to be like, oh, this group is the best group yet (laughs) because we've always had really great groups in Metabolism Makeover. But I feel like it's just been a very good month. It's going smooth. Yes, it's going very smooth. And I feel like there's so many people that are in this time of the year because it's the last one for the year. And so Mm -hmm. it was a lot of people that are just tired of feeling like crap and tired of just telling themselves they'll keep waiting to the next round. So I think it's, I don't know, it's just been a really good group. Not that any other groups have been bad, (laughs) but I think just the time of the year, everyone like adjusting with school and taking time to focus on themselves. It's kind of, it's really exciting to see people finally put themselves first. And that's something I've noticed a lot with my one-on-one clients that I've been working with. It's just, I have a lot of moms who are so used to pouring themselves out to other people. I'm like, girlfriend, we got, we got to take care of you. If Mm -hmm. you want to be around for grandkids, if you want to keep hiking with your family, if you want to just be around. Yeah. I think each round of metabolism makeover, like the times of years that we do it, there's definitely trends. Like I'm Mm -hmm. seeing trends and I I like the October group because yeah, they're like ready. Like let's make some habit changes. Let's go into the holidays feeling really good and confident about food choices. And I think that's one of the exciting things about this group. I will say, yeah, last round was a bit rough and it was like you were saying, just people were so busy. It was just like high stress. And I think people have a hard time like focusing on themselves, especially moms, like they'll take care of everyone around them and make sure everything is fine. And they're always the last person. And it's just like, that's a way to just burn out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, 
it's worth it to choose yourself. Like everybody benefits from that. And I feel like I've just as a dietitian and a coach for Metabolism Maker, I've done a much better job at communicating maybe like the guidelines or maybe like expectations because like we've talked about, like you get all this material, but that doesn't mean you have to do every single thing at that one time. So I think I, as a coach, has been able to adapt a little bit better this round and be like, no, 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 let's just take it back a step. Let's focus on this one thing first. And I think that has been so much more beneficial to many people because we do live in this world that's go, go, go. We have to be all in or it like doesn't even matter. So yeah, yeah. overall, I feel like things are going good there. Oh, I did go to my first rap concert last night. So (laughs) it was good. It was fun. Usually like I've been to a couple concerts before I've been a lot of country concerts. I've been to like Paramore, Fall Out Boy, but I've never yeah. been to a rap concert. And rap music is actually my favorite type of music. I like rap. And then I like newer country, like Morgan Wallen type country music. Yeah. So it was fun. It was interesting. I don't know. I think I like the country concerts better. <laughs> it's probably just a real different vibe. Yes. It's more, I mean, it's more just like being in a club type of. Yeah setting and it was interesting because he never really sang like a full song oh yeah that is interesting go you for being able to go to a rap concert and then just like pivot and do a on podcast. a tuesday like who does that come on now tuesday i know <laughs> go you that's fun it kind of worked out though because we literally josh bought these tickets on sunday night and we just decided to go but then today i'm actually off work technically. Um, So I'm not going in the office today and I'm going to Kentucky with my mom to watch my sister play soccer. Nice. You're doing all the things because you're not close to Kentucky right now. Um, It's like a four hour drive. It's not. Okay. Yeah. Not close. (laughs) We're just going for the day. (laughs) All the things like no big deal. I love it. I don't know why I get so tired and stressed out and my nervous system is just all haywire. (laughs) No, I had no clue. Oh my God. Well, at least it's fun. At least you're doing fun things, you know? So yeah. Today we are talking about, oh my gosh, what are we talking about? Oh, we're talking about <laughs> six reasons why you are always hungry. Mm-hmm. This I like is this one. going to be good, just like all the other episodes. It is going to be good. And I want to start this off by saying being hungry isn't bad, right? And we have just gotten so used to feeling like my problem is my appetite. I need something to suppress it. And really your problem isn't your appetite. Yes, it's a problem that you're hungry, but like, let's fix this because there's reasons why you're hungry. And let's just tweak a few things and make it to where you're not constantly thinking about food. That's a good point to bring up. When we're talking about these things, we are gearing this conversation towards, because we like, we work with a lot of weight loss clients, individuals who are looking to drop weight. So then we hear a lot of, I'm doing this diet. I'm just hungry all day long. This is kind of what this conversation yeah. is geared to. And even for myself, before I started becoming a metabolism makeover coach, I was in school to be a dietitian. I was someone who was just constantly hungry, like eating every two hours where I would get like a shaky feeling. I would get that emergency hunger type feeling. Yeah. Turns out I just needed to tweak a few things and I felt a lot better. So it's not, this is not to say hunger is bad. It's just to give you an explanation about why you were hungry 
all day long, besides the obvious of like not eating. Right. Yeah. Why you're hungry all day long, how you can fix it. And then how you can, it it just makes a huge difference. Like I think that's, we just got done with week one and that's one of the wins. I feel like that constantly comes up. Week one is like, oh my gosh, I wasn't hungry all day. Like what a change. And it's like, so simple. Like, so here's some tweaks. We have some tweaks for you. Yes. So we originally started with five because we always try and keep it short and simple. But if you've been here for a minute, sometimes we have trouble with that. So we're, we're doing six. We capped it at six. <laughs> yeah, six. That's it. But hopefully these don't turn into like tangents where it's actually like 12 things, but yeah. we matched them as six. But you know. So <laughs> number one, blood sugar balance. This is the foundation that we teach to everyone. When it comes to blood sugar, I've always heard it before doing this myself, like talked about if you had diabetes and like, that's when we care about our blood sugar, but Mm -hmm. it is so much more than just having diabetes. Like everyone should be learning how to balance their blood sugars. And it's not as complicated as we think. And it's not about eliminating carbohydrates. A lot of times we demonize carbohydrates because they're fattening. Yes. If we overdo it way too much on carbohydrates, it'll get stored as fat. But we still need carbohydrates. You're going to feel a lot better if you get carbs. That's your brain's preferred energy source. And it's like most people are thinking like, ooh, okay, blood sugar balance. Like you said, I just won't eat carbs. But unfortunately, that's not how our bodies work. And our body will compensate for having too low of carbs. And so you will have a difficult time balancing your blood sugar if your carbs are too low as well. So it's this consistent type of carbohydrates that you want to have. And I feel like blood sugar balance is the main culprit, or I would say like number one for just feeling like those hangry feelings throughout the day. And that's just because your blood sugar is dropping too low and your body is demanding you to eat. Yeah. It's hungry. It needs energy. It's freaking out. It's low. Mm -hmm. And that's why we've talked about before, like overeating or having these cravings, it's not always about willpower. It can be literally your body reacting because your blood sugar is too low. So when it comes to blood sugar balance, it's about finding a balance of quality carbohydrates and getting enough protein, getting enough fat, getting in fiber into the diet. I actually just created a reel about this yesterday because getting those fruits and vegetables, not only for their vitamins and minerals, the antioxidants in it, but it has that fiber to promote good gut health. And it helps to keep us feeling full. And really so many people under eat fiber. And I honestly really think that this is from the like low carb craze you yeah. know, keto and just going super low carb. When you do that, you cut out fiber because how are you going to get fiber if you're not eating carbohydrates, fruits, vegetables, whole grains? You're not. And so I think people are just drastically under eating it, but fiber makes a big difference. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I have had clients where I'm like, Hey, add a large handful of berries to that breakfast and see what it does. And they're like, Oh my gosh, game changer. I'm like, yeah. Yes. Fiber. And I've had so many people do Metamucil daily or Miralax daily. And once we've adjusted their diet, they don't have to take that anymore. Like you don't have to live off Miralax. That's that's not your story. So I think that's a good kind of overview of blood sugar balance. And if you want to hear more about blood sugar balance, we have a past episode with Kara and we talk all about blood sugar balance. And she is kind of our blood sugar 
guru, genius. Guru. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to know more about like, how can I better do this? We have an episode. Mm-hmm. Next one, number two kind of flows into this idea as well. Doing either like low fat or low calorie everything. This is, I talked about this in an episode before about the cheat codes when it comes to macro or calorie counting, because a lot of times what I have noticed when individuals are counting calories or counting macros, we start to find those cheat codes because we want to stay in our box of our numbers that we're allowed. So then we start to take out a little bit of fat because calories per gram, fat has more calories. And then, so we take out the fat and now we're doing more carbohydrate foods. And so then we're on that blood sugar balance. Well, not blood sugar balancing as well. We're getting too low of fat and the fat is going to be important because number one, I mean, it's going to help absorb your fat soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K, but it's also going to be super filling as well, which is nice. Yeah. It helps to slow digestion. So you just feel fuller longer. And I think like you said, like those cheat codes, like how can I stay within my calorie or macro range? The first thing to go is fat. And then also just that mindset of like, let me have the lowest amount of calories or smallest meals as possible in one setting. Cause that's just such a diet mentality, but that leaves you feeling full. Like suddenly, and we've talked about this again, snacks aren't really snacks and meals aren't really meals. You're just living off tiny calories throughout the day. You're going to be hungry. Yes. And you want to get that variety of fat in. Omega threes are especially important getting in avocados, olive oils, eggs, anything like that. So just getting that variety of fat in, that's really going to help promote that fullness factor and help your hormones run and help you stay full and satisfied. So lots of great benefits with the fat. And honestly, when it comes to like low fat items that we see in the grocery store, I always say just buy the original because if we're taking fat out, we have to add something back in. And a lot of times that could be artificial sweeteners, sugar alcohols, or just added sugars in general, because the company still wants it to taste good. They still want you to buy it, but because they know low fat is a good marketing term, that's why they switch it up essentially. So we don't have to do low fat, everything, anything else to add there? No, that's it. Just don't be afraid of fat. Yeah. Don't be afraid. (laughs) So some diet programs, I mean, they have avocados that are like a yellow or a cautious food because they are higher in fat, which I think is, it just annoys me because I'm like, no, that's a good healthy fat to include. So let's include it. It has fiber in it. It has a little bit of protein. You get some good healthy fats in there. So I do have some people that are nervous to even add just like avocados. So don't be afraid of that. Don't feel like you have to do low calorie everything. I could go down a rabbit hole, but we're not going to. Okay. The next one is lack of sleep. So it is really difficult to, first of all, if you're tired, you're not going to have a lot of energy. The first thing you're going to want is food because food gives you energy, right? So if you're not getting consistent good night's sleeps, you're just going to have a hard time balancing your blood sugar. You're going to have a hard time listening to your hunger and fullness cues, and you're just going to feel hungry all the time because you're lacking energy. Sleep also helps regulate your hormones as well. So you have your ghrelin and your leptin hormones, your hunger and satiety hormones. So if you're lacking sleep, your appetite is off essentially because those hormones are off. So if you've ever noticed where you like, you get a terrible night's sleep and it's like the next day, all you want is carbohydrates. It's your biology and other things with sleep. I mean, you need sleep for your brain to function. 
for your immune system to be in good shape as well. So sleep will be super important. Sleep is one so many people ignore when it comes to health goals, fitness goals, weight loss goals, like all of it. We need sleep. I would rather you get your seven hours of sleep instead of going to your 5 a.m. workout class, to be honest. That one, anytime I post something like that on a reel or any sort of content, I have people coming for me. And it's always like the gym bros, which I'm like, number one, I'm not talking to you. I mean, I am. You still need your sleep. But it's like the like women will kill themselves like – okay, I'm going to, you know, get five hours of sleep and then I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. because it's the only time I have to work out and I'm going to go get a workout in. And I'm like, you are spinning your wheels. We need to prioritize sleep first. Either go to bed earlier. If you can't go to bed earlier, see if you can find a different time for that workout. Or if you're just in a stage of your life where those things aren't working out right now to put together, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Focus on the sleep first. And because you also need that sleep to repair and restore those muscles after the workouts as well. So you're not going to have good recovery time either. You're not. You're not. You're just spinning your wheels. And I know this is like an unsexy thing. Like when people work out, they feel like they're doing something for their goals, right? Like no one is like, oh, I'm going to bed early. I'm like really working towards my goals. But it's such a big one. It's It has to be a non-negotiable. It has to. Yes. Next one is sitting all day. So we actually have an episode on desk jobs that we posted. So that episode will give you lots of different ideas to not be sitting on your rear all day long. You're just tired when you're sitting all day. You know, you have like not great blood flow. Like you're bored. (laughs) That's another thing. You're trying to stay awake. Yes. That boredom hunger kicks in. I mean, we'd start to lack energy because yeah, we're just we're just sitting there. We're not stimulating anything. And that's something when I used to work at another office where I wasn't up and moving as much because I mean, now like I'll be up and moving between clients and everything, but I constantly felt hunger. Number one, because my nutrition needed to be better. But number two, just sitting all day long, I just wasn't moving my body. So sometimes I'll even recognize like, oh, I've been sitting for over an hour. I probably do need to get some movement in. And then I'll get up and walk around like, okay, well, I'm not hungry anymore. And it's not a dieting type thing to like walk off your hunger yeah. or anything like that. It's just sometimes we just need to move our body and get that blood pumping. Mm-hmm. 100%. Especially if you're one of those people that feels like they mindless eat or they do boredom eating. This is something that's really going to help. It's amazing how different it is when you're not sitting all day, which seems weird, but it's a thing. The next thing is maybe you're dehydrated. Maybe you're not drinking as much water as you need to, or you're not hydrating properly. I know this for some people is probably going to sound triggering because I know like for me, whenever I would diet, it's like, if you're hungry, just drink water. You know, like that's like, Ooh, just drink water. But it is true that if you are dehydrated, you are going to feel hungry. So we're not saying ignore your hunger indefinitely and just choose water. But if you are not drinking water, you could be feeling hungry. Does that make sense? Yes. I think a good indicator for that too is if you had breakfast like an hour ago and you're like, well, this should have kept me full. She usually wouldn't be hungry at this time. Check in on your water intake. If you haven't really been drinking water this morning, Take a couple chugs of water. See if you feel hungry afterwards. If you don't, it's probably just your brain mixing up those hunger and thirst signals because they are kind of similar. So our brain can kind of confuse those signals as well. And honestly, when you had mentioned the dieting piece of things where it's like drink water so you don't eat as much, 
drinking water between meals is what I would recommend over like with meals because we want you to be fueling enough to get enough protein, fat, and fiber in your carbohydrates, getting all your macronutrients in. So then if we're just filling up on water, we might not get to get all those nutrients in. So then we're not getting in everything. It's not going to keep us full as long. And our enzymes don't work as well if we're just drinking a bunch of water with our meals. I mean, it's not to say like, don't drink anything. Like if you need to drink, (laughs) get a little moisture, but it's true. Like sometimes we're just drinking a lot with our meals, especially if you're like out to eat. Right. Cause you're like waiting for your food and you're drinking and it does make you feel full too. So you're not going to have your whole meal. That could be leading to why you're not feeling hungry is because you're too full on water when you go to eat. And then you're not eating your meal and then you don't really drink water the rest of the day. I see this a lot with people who like to drink coffee throughout the day because they're not drinking water. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, like 12, 30 rolls around. And they're like, oh, I haven't filled up my water bottle. Like, I guess I should start drinking water. So just getting into the habit of drinking water, especially between your meals can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. And then last tip number six is, well, not a tip. Last reason. <laughs> yeah. Last reason you're always hungry is distracted eating. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is honestly, I think the hardest question I ask people is what did you eat yesterday? And it's pretty amazing that we, we can't always recall what we ate yesterday. And I think it's because we live in this go, go, go lifestyle that we get to meals and we're just like, it's just a meal. We got to power through it. We got to scarf down that lunch so we can get back to work. And then dinner happens, especially you have kids, you have activities going on. So it's a constantly just scarfing down meals and we eat very distracted. Maybe you feel like it saves time, but it can actually be associated with like a greater appetite and overeating a little bit, or maybe even undereating. I think it's both. You can overeat easily, especially if you're just like trying to hog down your food super quickly, like in between things, you're not giving yourself time to really be like, okay, am I full? Have I had enough? But I feel like for people who are always feeling hungry, this distracted eating is because you're not actually focusing on your meals. Like you said, like maybe you're in the car, maybe you're at your desk eating, like whatever it is. Or I feel like for most people, they bring their lunch with them wherever they are, or they're maybe they're eating it as they're doing other things. And it takes them like an hour and a half to eat this one meal because they keep like coming back to it or like, Oh, I had a meeting. So like I ate a couple bites and then I had a meeting. And then after the 30 minute meeting, I'll have a couple more bites. And like, they're not actually getting their full meals. Like where they would have just set aside like 15, 20 minutes, maybe not even 20, but like, let's sit down, let's focus. Let's just eat. Let me get my meal in and then be done. Cause that's something all the time. I'm always prompting clients. Cause they're like, I'm eating breakfast. I'm eating lunch. Why am I hungry? I'm like, but did you eat your whole breakfast? Did you eat your whole lunch? Like what was breakfast like this morning? Like, did you eat it while you were making breakfast for the kids? And it took you 45 minutes between like getting them ready and getting them out the door. Cause by the time you get to the end of it, it's cold or you've forgotten about it or you don't want to eat it or you're like kind of full. So you're like, Oh, that was enough. I don't need to finish it. And then you're not really getting your full meal. That's mm-hmm. a big one. Not having that awareness around the meals because it's going to be a lot more difficult to recognize when we are hungry, when we are full, if we're not just taking time to give our meals a meal time. 
And Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say too, like sometimes, yes, I do the distracted eating. Like I'll be editing a podcast while I'm drinking the smoothie, but there are more times than not that I really work to make sure I actually take that time for a meal, especially even just giving myself that 20 minutes for lunch, because sometimes we're doing other things on lunch break. So just giving yourself 20 minutes can make a big difference. And yeah, I mean, it just, it takes practice and it, does. it sounds like a weird thing to have to practice to just like sit down for meals. But I mean, it does, especially if you're not used to doing it lately. It's just one of those things like we have to eat every day, right? And so it becomes one of these things that we just don't even think about anymore. We just eat whatever, whenever we can, or we graze. And it's just like, okay, you know, we're not really putting a lot of focus into let's sit down, have a meal. Let me check in with myself. Am I still hungry? Am I full? Am I chewing my food properly? Am I super stressed? Like we're just not having that awareness with our meal times. And so in our minds, we're like, well, we ate. I ate all day. I was snacking off, you know, my kids' plates or I was doing this, I was doing that. I ate. Why am I still hungry? But in reality, you never really gave yourself a chance to have a normal meal. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's a wrap for our six reasons why you could always be hungry. Mm-hmm. So pick one thing that we talked about. Like we've always say, take it one thing at a time. Pick one thing that you want to focus on for a week. See what a difference that can make because I promise you whatever one thing you pick you're going to see a difference in your life. Oh yeah. Being consistent with those small changes. And this isn't an exhaustive list. Like we narrowed it down to the main culprits so that we wouldn't keep you guys here for, you know, 55 minutes. But so if none of these apply to you, don't be freaking out thinking something's wrong with you. It's not. But I feel like for the most, like majority of people, one of these things is going to resonate with you. Just try it out. Mm Yeah. Let us know what you pick. Let us know how you're doing with these things. If you have been enjoying the podcast, feel free to leave us a rating, a review, give us some stars on Spotify. It really does help us out and it helps Spotify and Apple like us even more. So then it gets promoted to other people. (laughs) We appreciate when you give us the ratings and reviews and you tell us what you've been liking about the episodes. But yeah, we hope everyone has a great week and we will talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye. Short sips and to the point. Thank you for joining Mocktail Minutes. Be sure to subscribe and follow to keep up with the latest episodes. You can find us on Instagram at New Crew Nutrition and The Mama Nutritionist. If you have a topic you want to learn more about, send us a DM. See See you you next week. week.